This week's Needs of the Round podcast is sponsored by Claret Recruitment. They're a leading financial recruiter specialising in all aspects of financial services. So if you are looking for new staff for your department or company or for a new job opportunity for yourself, get in touch with Jamie at Claret Recruitment on 0203-372-6991 or email Jamie at ClaretRecruitment.com. Claret Recruitment on behalf of investment banks, hedge funds, stockbrokers and asset managers covering in front office, compliance, risk, middle office and operations, and projects and IT, James. So, do that, yeah? Yep. Get involved. Good. All right. Let's get on with the show. I'm going to email now. I felt we had a good performance uh, with uh, maybe a weak period in the start of the second half, but overall we created many chances and... Uh, uh, kept going uh, with faith in our game and the uh, world. Uh, in the end, it was a convincing win and a uh, very important one as well. Hello and welcome to Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast. We're back after a little break. James, feeling yeah. refreshed? We've been in Dubai. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't for you. We no red centre box. <laughs> From mid-season break. From mid-season break. When it gets too stats prove that when it gets too much of podcast, we <laughs> we go centre parks. True, uh, and we're delighted to have a really super special guest in the order in in the uh, in the studio in the this studio. week. In your ears, well, I mean, what can you say about this man sat next to you, James? What Wait, I'm over. I'm over chuffed to use Carl Cole's term. Ladies and gentlemen, a bit of a hero. Jack Collison, welcome, Jack. Hello, thanks very much for having me down today, fellas. Oh, I mean, literally, the honour is all ours. I mean, James, I mean, a real, a legend. Yeah, you literally go down as like the most loved player whenever anyone <laughs> mentions you, especially, and come to be a right miserable place. Whenever anyone ever mentions Jack Collison, it's like, like people well up a little bit. Oh, bless. No, I appreciate the support and the, the fans have been fantastic with me. So, no, as I said, thanks for having me down today. Anyway, I look forward to it. Yeah, I was just saying, actually, there's a thing on the forum at the moment uh, about Jack Jack Collison, the man, and people just pointing out how much they love you. We have one here uh, from FJ the Grey who says, there aren't many players or people I respect more than Jack Collison. I would love to see him work his way back up the Premier League and get back on the pitch for us. I mean, that is that is that is the theme of all this. Well, I suppose I better thank thank my mum for that one. I think <laughs> I think she's created a few accounts, hasn't she? But no, I appreciate it, and I suppose that's the aim over the next next couple of months to get myself fit and try and work my way back up. Yeah, yeah. when you were when there was pictures of you at the club, I know you was getting physio there. A picture of the club, everyone was suddenly like, "He's coming back! He's coming <laughs> back!" They're really excited. Yeah, it would have been nice. I should have had a word with Big Sam see if I could have worked my way back in, uh, especially with the Dubai trip coming up. <laughs> Would, uh, would have been perfect, wouldn't oh, it? No. We should have invited you on our pre-season to or, or mid-season to centre parks. It'd been lovely. Yeah, hopefully next time. Eh? <laughs> Weekend in Rotherham. <laughs> um, right, let's let's begin with some feedback. So last week we asked for rubbish statues uh, to commemorate terrible moments in West Ham's history for the new Olympic Stadium. First one from Randy Hastings. Uh, a thank you for the uh, thank you note for the great entertainment on the pod. I'm a regular listener in Los Angeles, California. I've been Hammers obsessed for 15 years now. I would have. The, a wall that is dedicated to Radoslav Kovac, Fat Benny McCarthy, and Mido. 
<laughs> that season 2010, that was awful. Memories of any of those players? Benny, Benny McCarthy? Yeah, I, I enjoyed a season with him, actually. I, I was uh, in and around him quite a lot. He's a, to be fair to Benny, he's a, he's a fantastic fellow and a, a great character. And same with Kovac, actually. <laughs> Mido, we didn't really do it, did he? So <laughs> maybe keep quiet about there, there was a lot of Benny McCarthy, to be, to be a good character. It's a lot to love. Yeah, a lot to love. He, he gave a good hug, to be fair. But no, he, he was a fantastic player in his prime, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I always liked hearing a nice blokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's no. always nice here. And with Kovac as well, he's probably one of the nicest fellas you meet in football. Really? Yeah. So. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> listen, I mean, this is quality insight, Jack. I mean, usually it's just a, a bloke from a pub who has <laughs> who's been to West Ham games. But here, we're actually finding out stuff. Um, we had another email. Uh, oh no, another post on the forum. Andy Miller. How about a sprawling Steve Bacon for all the times he waves and brightened our day in the North Bank before kickoff? Uh, Jack, any special Steve Bacon memories? Was he there when you signed? Yeah, he was there and floating about, but sort of disappeared uh, as I got a bit older. But yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be a nice one, wouldn't it? Eh? Yeah, floating, that's uh, not a word that's not often when used. I, when, I was, when I used to go as a kid and see him on the pitch, I always thought that was the best gig. Because I always used to get the Romford recorder, yeah. and he'd obviously take all the pictures of Romford recorder. So that was always like the best best gig in my eyes, Stevie Bacon. <laughs> yeah, no, he had a nice, nice little number there, didn't he? Yeah. Um, what else do we have Andy and uh, no that who was Andy Miller's Chicago Hammer this this one where's the one of, oh yeah the Chicago Hammer this is probably my favourite could we get a statue of Neil Ruddock and Trevor Sinclair on top of some woman's Ford Fiesta during the Christmas party <laughs> that would be that would be a lovely touch uh, Christmas parties Jack you were there that was it one in Dublin when you were dressed in white good yeah. what was the best Christmas party oh Lucas Neal was uh, one hell of a party organiser. <laughs> really? he yeah, he was fantastic. He was a brilliant captain, great to play for, and we're doing quite well the, the year. We had a good party, and ended up tenth in the league. So yeah, we we had a, a couple of couple of good ones. So yeah, the the trophy would have to go to Lucas Neal. <laughs> really? Yeah. What made him such a good party organiser? Just very organised on the ball. We had uh, <laughs> a bit of a time plan, sort of stuck to it. Sometimes they go a bit off, yeah. but no, he he was very well prepared and and well connected. <laughs> <laughs> and as a captain, he was a. I mean, in our eyes, he was one of our favourite captains, probably, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. What was he like as a captain? Oh, he was amazing. Um, for a youngster coming through, he he sort of took his took his time to to look after the likes of me and James Tompkins who were coming mm. through at that time. Put his arm around us a bit, and uh, that season under Zola, I played sort of the right of a diamond quite a lot. Mm. So he was behind me, shouting in my ear quite a bit. But it, it was fantastic for me to learn off of someone like that. And, yeah, I owe him quite a lot, to be fair. Oh, wow. Are you still in contact with him? Last time I saw him was when he was at Watford last season, so we had a, oh, yeah, of had a bit of banter on the, on the sideline, uh, which was nice. Um, but no, I haven't stayed in regular contact, but I'm sure he's he's uh, doing well somewhere. And isn't yeah. no- Nolan's a similar kind of character, isn't he, in terms of he seems to be a good captain? Yeah, the boys love him. Um, the changing room that between him and Sam Allardyce and the chairman mm. they've built is a great place to be around even now um, the foreign players have, have obviously come in have, have settled in really well and I think that's part of the reason why they, they come in and hit the ground running look at the likes of Valencia and Sacco mm. been been phenomenal phenomenal this year so mm. uh, a big part of that does go down to Kevin Nolan mm. yeah good to hear you need to really talk into your mic on those sorry that's better <laughs> um 
What else did we do? Should we go on to the uh, Quantum Leap? The Quantum yes. Leap call out. So we were asking, if you could go back in time, change one moment in West Ham history, what would you change? Dieter Eckstein said he would change Freddie Canute versus Arsenal in 2002, hit the penalty to Siemens' other side. It could have all been so different. Uh, Worcester. No, w- in fact, so he also said this is my favourite one. Uh, 91, Tony Gow. I'll just let Gary Crosby have a run on goal. He'll probably miss. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or Worcester WHU not bringing on Manny or Yimni in that. Was it the semi-final of the League Cup? Yep. Jack, is there one moment in your mind like playing for West Ham, one thing that happens on the pitch, you think, God, could have really done without that happening? For me, it'd probably have to be when I fell over and done my knee at Wigan. Oh, Wigan, yeah. Yeah, it might have been a bit different if that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I should have just headed it on instead of trying <laughs> to bring it down on my chest. But, uh, nah, get on with it. But, yeah, that, for me, that would be the, oh. the one moment. Of course. So, I mean... In terms of, you mentioned your problem there, but does it all stem from that one Wigan game, that one moment? That yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. Really? It's, it's kind of been a bit of a battle ever since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a good run and a bad run, and yeah, I've just been battling on and, and getting out of it what I can. Mm. So what I mean, what actually happened? Was it like, was it a kneecap issue, wasn't it? Yeah, or? I uh, dislocated my kneecap, oh. which uh, wasn't pretty. A bit painful, and getting abused by the Wigan fans, and ended <laughs> okay. up going back there on loan a couple of seasons later. So <laughs> that was good fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of all stemmed from that, and it's been frustrating, but... I've had a better run than, than most yeah. and, and got to do more than, than most people say they had. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, it was well, you turned out for Wigan, like you say, and then you played in the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, managed Final. to miss a penalty as well. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> was that getting your own back off the abuse <laughs> when you were yeah. injured? Is it? Can oh, you... <laughs> no, tell me about it. I've, I've been practising all week and I, I quite fancied myself and... <laughs> Yeah, it just wasn't to be, was it? It was uh, <laughs> one of them situations, so hopefully I'll get a chance to put it right later on. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, right, expat Hammer had an idea. I'd pop back and stop Bonzo appointing Harry as his assistant. Uh, Iron Ear Lunga, I'd step back uh, and to- uh, step in and toilet Hayden Fox. No one likes a pissy bar, myself included. Another uh, Christmas West Ham Christmas party story there. Hayden Fox pissing against the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. And then, in fact, my favourite was CM Ninja who said, I'll jump into Scott Duxbury at university and spend less time dicking about in the student union, more time in my legal studies. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Um, And then, what's this one about from Pink Palermo, James, at the end? Explain this. Oh, so this one, because generally it was, uh, my idea of putting it out was that it was going to be, in fact, Nat Coombs mentioned it, didn't it, a couple weeks ago, um, was to get like light-hearted ones yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people suddenly got really serious about it and Pink Palermo uh, who's pretty good I think on these other yeah. um but his is a little bit the hobbing of doom he says I jump into May 2016 the final game at the Bolin the day our club will change forever I fear disaster beckons <laughs> oh. chin up mate uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack leaving Upton Park um, oh, I was just chatting to you beforehand. You said like you, it's the first result you look for, West Ham. Do you think you're you're going to be there in some respect before, like in the stands, maybe? Yeah, it'd be nice. Hopefully, I'll be playing football myself yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But uh, if not, I'd definitely like to be there. It's obviously going to be a bit sad leaving Upton Park, but mm. I think if the club really want to go forward and start challenging the the big guns, I mm. think it's a move they've got to make. Really. Have you been to the new Olympic Stadium? Yeah, I went there in the really early stages. We we all went down there with mm. with the hard hats and that. On, which is yeah. uh, good fun the, the plans look unreal um, so yeah it's going to be impressive when it's done it's, just hope the fans take to it yeah 
Yeah, I do. I mean, having been at Arsenal on Saturday, the atmosphere there was so poor. I know Arsenal have had a, <laughs> I know Arsenal have had a, you know, reputation for yeah. not having very the songs, good fans. The songs as well. Yeah. I think they took a bit of stick before the Arsenal <laughs> worst set of songs. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. but so it worries me that we may create a similar atmosphere in uh, in a bigger stadium. Yeah. You know, because yeah. when when the bowling's on fire <coughs> and everyone's singing together, it must be amazing. Mm. Oh yeah, the place is rocking. But I think the way they're they're going, they're really looking to the future. Mm. Obviously, some securing Tomkins and and Reed and Noble on long term mm. contracts sort of shows the way they're looking. So hopefully, they get a few more exciting players that will keep the fans happy and hopefully they can start challenging for Europe. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like favourite ups apart memories, what's up there for you? Oh, yeah, a couple of good ones. Um, probably beating Millwall in the League Cup. That was yeah. always a good good one. Um, first goal at Upton Park although we lost 3-1 it was great to get on the score sheet that day I bet yeah that was, that was a good one so no I had some great times at Upton Park yeah um, well I mean we've talked about we touched on Arsenal there it was our last league game and in a way James I don't want to focus too much on what's actually happening at the moment I'd rather talk about Jack's amazing career <laughs> We don't have loads to talk I about. Mean, do we? Arsenal away. Um, that's where you made your debut, wasn't it? For, yeah. For West Ham. Yeah. And I mean, uh, so the story is that you were at Cambridge, and Cambridge kind of dissolved their youth academy. Yeah. And Tony, you essentially had an audition for Tony Carr. And how did how did that happen? Yeah, pretty much. I was cut when Cambridge shut down their youth system, but then mm. I found out West Ham were interested. I couldn't believe my luck, to be honest. And mm. then got to meet Tony Carr uh, at a trial game. Probably scored one of the best goals of my life Did against you? yeah against MK <laughs> Dons, uh, which always helps. And I suppose the rest rest is history. <laughs> so so you had that game, and did Tony Carr come up to you afterwards and say we're going to offer you? Yeah, yeah, kind of from then. I had I had uh, a couple of other clubs sniffing around, but as soon as I found out West Ham mm. uh, with Tony Carr's history and the yeah. players they brought through, it was only one place I really wanted to go. <clears throat> so who was in your who's in your year then? So it would have been uh, Tomkins. Yeah, Tomkins was playing. He had played for the reserves a couple of nights before, so mm. he was a bit of a superstar at the oh, time. Really? Yeah, <laughs> still at school playing for the Rezies. Uh, <laughs> Zavon Hines, he was uh, brilliant that night. I remember mm. he was twisting people up, doing stuff I'd never seen before. Um, mm. And obviously Freddie Sears and Junior Stanislas were a year below, so they had a pretty, pretty yeah. tidy youth team. Yeah, and then so from there you get eventually Arsenal away. No, what was your de- what was your debut? So, no, it, uh, yeah, it, was it was Arsenal, Arsenal away. away. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, but you got called into the squad. Was it against Bolton? Mm. Like uh, a couple of was months that your first previous? start? Yeah, my first start, Bolton away. Uh, mm. We were we were terrible that day. Yeah, as <laughs> soon as we went one nil down, I got dragged, and I thought, "Oh, that's me. I'm, I'm never going to play again." Um, <laughs> but no, I still loved it. It was, it was nice to make my full debut and, and to feel part of it. And it took a little while after that to sort of force my way back in. Yeah. Um, so I mean, did did you see the Arsenal game on the on the weekend? I was just saying, I, I I saw the highlights, and Arsenal looked a bit warm, didn't they? They, were, yeah. they played some nice stuff. Um, yeah, I suppose it's a frustrating time. Arsenal are always hard to play, especially on their own patch. They make the pitch so big, mm. and I experienced it myself when we lost 5 1 the other season. Yeah, but when we went 1 0 up, that was yeah, probably I put, the highlight. I, put us one up. I was buzzing, <laughs> and, and uh, same happens again. We ended up getting spanked. Um, <laughs> but I think that's Arsenal at the moment. They're on a good run of form. Um, I'm sure Sam's got into the boys a little bit this mm. week and they're going to pick themselves up for a massive game against Sunderland. Yeah, how is it, post, post a loss with someone like Sam, how does he react? What is kind of the... Would you get a proper bollocking? 
Well, the Arsenal game you mentioned when we lost 5-1, we were in the next morning at 7 o'clock for a meeting, I think, Ooh. which is a little bit early for us, especially as it was a night game. Um, so that, that was good fun. Uh, yeah, it just depends how we do. I think Sam, as I was saying, he's a... He's a He's an honest person, and I mm. think if you if you work hard and try your hardest and and play well and don't always get the results, he's he's fair on you. And at the same time, if you uh, don't quite put the effort in, he's the first to sort of tell you. Is mm. he, are players quite scared of him, or is he quite? Is it how does how is he in place? Is he quite matey, or is he a little bit? He's 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 very good. He's, he can keep his distance at times, and and other mm. times he can can have a bit of a laugh and a joke with you. I think he picks and chooses time well, and and I think that's why the boys have took to him. <laughs> Mm. Um, have you ever been on the receiving end of a big Sam bollocking uh, I'm sure I have <laughs> a couple of times I try to, to block them out of my memory um, mm. yeah I'm, I'm sure I have I've seen a few good ones which is uh, <laughs> you, I'm like a school kid I, I get the giggle so easy <laughs> oh, no. he's giving out a bollocking I'm, I'm trying not to laugh but, uh, <laughs> No, yeah, it's quite impressive when he when he really goes for it. Um, I mean, so obviously it's probably worth talking about Sam for a little bit because he's under what's fair to say a great deal of pressure. Gus Poyet's been sacked today, and he had one win in twelve. Yeah, Big Sam, one win in twelve at the moment. Get, casting your mind back to when he first came in, obviously we'd had the Avram Grant season. <laughs> How was morale around the club after Avram Grant and then Big Sam coming in? What was what was that period of time like? Yeah, it was a, it was a, st- a strange time to be at the club. Um, mm. For me personally, I missed the whole season under Avram and mm. come back and played the last two or three games. Mm. Um, and I know the boys, all, the boys who were playing, or especially the young boys, were hoping mm. Kevin Keane would sort of take over. Yeah, because he's a fantastic coach, and he obviously took the last games of the season, and That's the boys it. were buzzing and happy. Mm. And then Big Sam comes in, and it's, it's a big name. Um, mm. And I'm not sure everyone sort of knew how to take it and then he brought mm. Kevin Nolan in and he was the sort of bridge between Big Sam and the boys mm. uh, I think he made the transition pretty easy mm. um, wasn't good losing the first game of the season under him oh, at, God, at Cardiff yeah. but after that went on a pretty good run and that season in the championship was one of the most enjoyable seasons that I had and mm. obviously it was good to plan to someone like Big Sam such a big character and and I enjoyed my time with him. Yeah, I mean, it, it ended successfully, especially for you, with those goals in the playoff semi-final. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what a game that was for you. Yeah, it was a cracker. I, I enjoyed that one. As you said, it was nice to get on the score sheet. Uh, it sort of put us in a, in a good position coming back to Upton Park, 2-0 mm. lead. And the only downside for me was I popped my shoulder in the, in the second leg, so I could hardly move in the final, but I still enjoyed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, that... That the pressure of a playoff semi-final, but actually on the day against the second leg against Cardiff was like a that, day out. That was for me one of the most comfortable moments I've ever watched West Ham. <laughs> I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I think everybody it was good to play in that show. Was it Vaz Tay stuck us ahead early doors? Didn't yeah, he, I think. And, and Nicky uh, Maynard scored a worldie. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone was was in a buoyant mood. We had a, a good run towards the end of the season, mm. and we were confident. And obviously, we got to the final and didn't really perform did we but I got the result and, and got West Ham back in the Premier League which is the most important thing yeah mm. and that's what I think is a, has been a difference under Sam although not so much of late mm. but West Ham of previous years would never have played badly and won 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, in a playoff final, yeah. Blackpool deserved to, <laughs> yeah. that second half definitely deserved to win. Yeah. And yet we somehow won. And that's such a rare feat for yeah. West Ham to do because traditionally we'll play badly and get spanked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, <laughs> so, it, I think it was meant to be that year, wasn't it? It, yeah. was, it was a lot of pressure on us, a lot riding on it. And mm. as players, we, we knew that it was important that we got up at the first time of trying. And mm. thankfully we did. And, if you look at them now, they seem to have established themselves back in the Premier League and moving into the Olympic Stadium, mm. they're going to be looking to move on. And yeah. then you look at Blackpool, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're about to get relegated. I know. Anyway, justice. Yeah. What is it like winning that playoff fight? How, how winning at Wembley? Like as a fan, that's one oh. one of my favourite ever moments. Yeah. You know, winning oh. at Wembley was remarkable. I think just the relief of the whole season as soon as that final whistle went I, I don't know if you remember about two minutes before the final whistle I was having a dribble up in midfield and oh, lost cramped up in both my legs yeah, lost yeah. the ball and luckily uh, and Winston Reid saved me but <laughs> Kevin Nolan gave me a hair dry there. he said what are you doing but, but didn't it because you kind of pulled him down didn't you like yeah, you lost the I ball yeah I tried to rugby then... tackle him <laughs> fell on my dodgy shoulder and then as, as soon as the final whistle went it was just so much relief and luckily enjoyed the celebrations on the pitch and then I was rushed off for a drug test um, into the drug room so I missed everything I was the last person to leave Wembley missed How everything annoying. in the changing rooms so. oh, I, that is absolutely I did, gutting I did the, yeah that is gutting I yeah. did the Wembley tour once and um, they spoke about Lampard having de- Lampard having when they won uh, one of the cups there he was pulled in for drug tests and he can't piss yeah. post-match it takes him like two hours to be able to go well. luckily I, <laughs> I managed to get a couple of beers and a champagne Sammy but I was still struggling are you allowed to like, send a drugs test for you having, having a beer it'll help it'll help yeah. tested positive for Carlin <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> um, but I mean I mean that day for a West Ham fan it doesn't get much better than that to be on the pitch winning at Wembley I mean certainly it seemed like if I remember you had a, a flag like draped over your, your head yeah. to be on the pitch and to achieve achieve that ultimate kind of promotion goal must have been just unbelievable oh, it was great and it, it was great to do it with that set of players as well I already mm. mentioned the team spirit but we really had a, a close close knit group that season mm. and, and it was great to do it with, with some of your best mates and mm. looking back now it was, it was it was a really impressive day and, mm. and one that I'll never forget so that no, yeah. was good um, did you always think it was going to end in success that season <laughs> it, was, it is a tricky one we'd, we'd go on a good run and then we had eight what, draws, we had eight draws at yeah, home wasn't it and it was, it was a bit of a sticky period but um, I'll have to say Kevin Nolan was magnificent in that mm. period kept the boys going kept the confidence up especially for the likes of myself and James Tompkins slightly younger more inexperienced it was good to have sort of wise heads around us mm. so it, it was good and as I said it was great to be part of making history Mm. That was odd, wasn't it? Because Reading came out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, there was that day at um, Alton Park, yeah. wasn't it? When <laughs> Jason Roberts. <laughs> oh. uh, so did you, yeah. were you, were you, were you playing that day? Was it oh, I missed that game, but mm. I played in the away game, and that was my only oh. ever sending oh, off. Yeah. Me and Joey O'Brien was <laughs> sat in the changing room like naughty schoolboys. <laughs> so, uh, we, yeah, we wanted revenge. <laughs> there was a bit, a bit of a grudge going on with Reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Was, yeah. was it Lafonja? Who was it? No, Ka- uh, Ka- who was your, who oh, was your little thing? wasn't it? Jimmy Kev, I would never pull any socks up and that. <laughs> so what happened? So what happened in that moment? So he's got the ball on the touchline, and he pulls his socks yeah, up, and you ball, pulls his socks. I saw a bit of red him. mist, and I thought, right, I better slow down. And I, I hardly actually touched him by the time I sort of got there, and yeah. he obviously made a meal of it. And 
yeah, got myself sent off, which wasn't very clever. And uh, I think I got a pretty good hair dry that day, actually. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. There is a grudge with Reading. They're still go- it was yeah. so satisfying seeing them relegated the other season. <laughs> it was so satisfying. Mm. And I'm not one who revels in other teams. I always, <laughs> I always feel a little bit upset. Yeah. Where I don't yeah, revel in people's relegation. F Reading. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's, 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 it's harsh, but uh, yeah, I suppose it's football, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was there many players you had a kind of Kebe like rivalry with? Uh, me personally not really I'm quite easy going I, mm. I just try and enjoy it when I'm out there it's, it's, it's obviously the best job in the world yeah. so um, but yeah no, there, there is a few grudges that I've, I've probably <laughs> witnessed up, up close and personal which is always nice to see yeah. I have a bit of a giggle about it does Tonks get involved in many he, seem, he seems quite easy going as well yeah no it's similar for him he, he loves playing football he, does, he can yeah. lose his head on the pitch every now and then but he's uh He's been magnificent this year, and it's nice to see him get rewarded with his new contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Winston, Winston with his new contract. Yeah. What is he like as a Winston, uh, as a character, Winston? <laughs> he, he never smiles. <laughs> really? it, have you ever oh, seen him uh, smile? Yeah, every picture, yeah. no, he's, uh, <laughs> every picture, he looks so miserable. Oh, bless it! No, <laughs> the one picture I've seen him smile is when he's with you with that meal the other yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it's the only yeah, one. No, good fun, <laughs> that. It's photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he keeps himself to himself a little bit, yeah. um, uh, Reedy, but. He's he's been fantastic last two seasons, and mm-hmm. I, I think managing to secure him, it, it looked like he was going. I think yeah. a, a couple of months ago, and and it's great to get him signed up for the was it six years or something? Yeah, six years. Yeah, long what time. Happened, when there's a player like that in the team, who's obviously haggling over contracts and might be going elsewhere, is it unsettling for players, or is it kind of do you just get on with it? Yeah, I think the players just get on with it. It sometimes turns into more of a joke. I'm sure the boys would have been on him mm. bantering him. <laughs> Calling him greedy and that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. just Winston like greedy. being in a yeah, Winston <laughs> greed. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm sure the boys would have been um, just messing about with him, and I bet they're all delighted that he signed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely good news. And what about? Obviously, um, we were talking about the youth academy earlier. There's been a lo- there's been a lot of chat about players mm-hmm. not coming through as good as kind of. Your, when you guys came through do you think that is just uh, do you think it's tough for players to come through now these days what's your perspective of being on the inside yeah massively yeah. I, f- I think it's near on impossible for a, for a youngster to come through um, we were fortunate enough we had we had Zola in charge and he, he believed in the youth and mm. that was his philosophy to, to try and bring the youngsters through and wasn't just myself. It was James Tompkins. You look at uh, Zavon Hines mm. went on and done well. Injuries have held him back. Junior Stanislas, Freddie mm. Sears doing really well at Ipswich. So it was, it was a good time to be in and around the club. Um, obviously now I think there's so much pressure on every game. Mm. If, if Sam loses two or three games on the on the bounce, they're calling for his head. So it's it's hard to to bring a young player through, I think, and mm. and put him in that situation and. It is a shame because they've got some fantastic youngsters at West Ham. Mm. Seeing a couple of them popping up on the bench. Nice to see Josh Cullen on the bench on the weekend. Yep. He's one mm. for the future. I think Elliot Lee could be a superstar if he, really? if he gets his chance. So it'd be interesting to, to see how the last few months pan out. Maybe yep. maybe get an opportunity to chuck a couple in. You never know. Yeah, well, we're almost safe. Yeah. Might, might be. I hope he does because that'll mm. be that's what everybody wants, isn't it? Mm. But you never know. And you're you're doing your own stuff for the youth because you're, <laughs> no, you're, yeah. you're running you're, <laughs> you're running, your own academy. You've got yeah. your own academy now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've had my uh, fair share of injuries and and it's best to keep yourself busy. I think. Mm. Um, 
So I thought, what am I going to do? I sat down with my friend and thought, right, let's uh, create a soccer school. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it and it's, it's been brilliant. The first one was, was great, really good fun. And the three days I spent with the kids out there on the pitches was probably the most enjoyment I've had in God knows how long. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see the young players out there with, with the enthusiasm and, and just the love for the game with, without all the nonsense and the politics that come with it. Mm. And how, what kind of age group is it? Uh, we're starting as young as seven now, right. um, going up to, to 14. Um, we started in Bedfordshire because that's where I'm from originally, so I thought best to start at home. Yeah. Start it up, it was great. And in the Easter half term, we're, we're coming to Essex, we're going to Chelmsford and Shenfield and also branching out to Peterborough because that's where I've begun my career. Yes. Right. And when, so when is it? Uh, over the Easter half term, we've got two weeks. If you go online to the uh, www.jackcollisonsoccerschool.com uh, all the info's on there or follow us on Twitter we're trying to get their follows up and, and get the word out yeah um, but for me personally it's nice to train the kids see them develop but if I could find one or two gems and sort of try and help them develop and, and find a route into mm. professional football that would be one of the most pleasing things I think I could yeah. do maybe act as an agent get 10% if they're that good yeah be handy it'd be nice <laughs> to find a Gareth Bale or something wouldn't they <laughs> yeah just get him into West Ham though yeah that's yeah. <laughs> yeah well it'd be nice in the Essex area I know there's a lot of good kids so hopefully get a good few turnout and what about so it must be weird like going from, from player to kind of coach in a kind of coaching capacity is that something you'd have your eye on like longer term like maybe management as well or? yeah definitely I, I love being in and around football one way or another Hopefully I'll get back playing in the mm. next couple of months. He aims to start next season with a new club. Um, but definitely long term, I'm, I'm doing my badges over the summer as well. So I'm, I'm going to get started now. So when the time does eventually come for me to hang the boots up, hopefully I'll be ready to, to go into it. Mm. How long do badges take to do until you're fully qualified? Oh, you can do about a million badges now. Mm. So I'm, really? I'm doing my UEFA B this summer and then probably look to do the A licence uh, maybe the following year or the year after. I think for me, I've I've worked under some fantastic managers, so I'll try and take their best bits and put it into what I'm learning. And and as I said, for me, developing, especially young players, is, mm. is something that's, that's a real interest for me. You mentioned uh, work with some fantastic managers. What has Avram Grant taught you <laughs> about being a... About massage. <laughs> <laughs> about the best massage about, parlors. Oh, about yeah. the best way to get a kid. <laughs> Poor old Avram. Uh, I, I, uh, unfortunately, I missed pretty much the whole season. Oh, you weren't my, the only one. My, <laughs> my first start back actually was uh, the Wigan away game after my long-term injury, and obviously got sacked that day, didn't he? Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I only got to play a couple of games under him, but uh, yeah, he now, could. Uh, it's a bit of a blur in the history, I think. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, the, did the, when you know when you've got a manager like Avram? And I'm sure he's a nice bloke, and I'm sure in the right place he can do a good job. Um, but do players sense that it might not be going the way you want it to be going? I know I don't mean just with the results, but is there a general feeling that we're stuffed? <laughs> it, it was a strange one that season because the squad of players, I think we had near on 25, 26 players, and the, mm. the squad was brilliant. It should have been at least halfway up the table, I think. Mm. But it just, it just didn't seem to happen, and then... Looked like it was going to pick up at one point, a great escape again, and yeah, it just it was just one of them seasons. But maybe it was a good thing for West Ham to go down, reboot, yep. start mm. fresh, get a new manager in, and, and build up from there. Because I think the year in the Championship was was good fun. It was nice to 
win more often than you lose. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, we loved it. Yeah. So, some people talk about they'd rather win the championship than <laughs> the premiership. Some fans do, which I always think Brilliant. is mad. But I enjoy, you know, it's always good when we're down there. I just don't want to <laughs> well, stay down yeah. there. If you, go, if you <laughs> know you're going up, yeah. it's yeah. fine. If you, like, can, if you can get relegated, guaranteeing you're coming up yeah. the next season, do something going to deal. Well, James, I mean, uh, Gus Pye's been uh, sacked today at um, Sunderland. I mean, how on earth are they going to begin even trying to recruit a new manager? Well, I don't know how you'd go about recruitment unless you were going for a financial job, in which case you go for Claret Recruitment because they're a leading financial recruiter specialising in all aspects of financial services. So, like, what would you do if you were looking for new staff for, for your department or company or for a new job opportunity for yourself? Who would you get in touch with? I'd get in touch with Jamie at Claret Recruitment on 0203 372 6991. What if I wanted to email him? Well, he's got an email too. It's jamie at claretrecruitment.com. And what kind of things do they recruit on behalf of? Investment banks, hedge funds, stockbrokers, asset managers they cover the front office compliance risk middle office operations projects and IT unfortunately they don't recruit for football managers that's a shame but fortunately I need all those other things you just listed (laughs) also they are hiring internally so if you want to work in the recruitment industry give Jamie a buzz I've just literally sent your CV there now I'm in (laughs) good when can you start (laughs) now Mm. it's late Monday night I'm eager (laughs) good to hear claretrecruitment.com Get involved. Right, let's carry on. <laughs> Did you notice, like, going from the Premier League to the Championship, I mean, how much was it evident that it was a drop in, in class? Like, could you, did you find you had more time on the ball and <coughs> oh, yeah, just kicked more? It's a strange one. I think the tempo of the games are even higher in the Championship than mm. they are in the Premier League. It's, it's a funny game at times. I've, I've, I've played at Old Trafford away and got more touches on the ball than I have at Doncaster away. Mm. Um yeah, I think I think you get the real wow players and the, the players who do special stuff. Obviously, playing in the in the Premier League, but the, mm. the standard in the Championship now, especially with a lot of the young British players, have kind of got to make their way in the Championship before they force their way into the Premier League. So mm. the standard's still good, and and it was an enjoyable season down there. Yeah. Mm. You mentioned um, Kevin Nolan a minute ago. I mean, he's one guy who's getting a lot of kind of stick at the moment from West Ham fans. Uh, I mean, first question is, how aware are you as a player of like that kind of getting that stick from from West Ham fans when you know against players of your own team? Yeah, I think at times it's it's hard not to notice, and, mm. and it's hard knowing knowing what. Uh, Kevin Nolan's like as a mm. person knowing how much he pits into it and, and how much he wants the team to do well mm. if he's doing well great but he he, he's care, he really cares about what he's doing so it's frustrating as a player to to see one of your, your peers and your teammates getting, getting stick like that but mm. it's part and parcel of the game I was saying earlier if you're not mm. doing it you the fans pay their money so they're entitled to their views mm. it's just not nice seeing one of your mates get it really yeah. <laughs> I mean the thing is we always hear like um, from people involved in the club that he's such a good captain in and around the dressing room um, what what is it about him that kind of makes him a great captain I think it's his, his personality the way the way he brings people in especially the new signings he's the first one to put his arm around them try and make them feel part of the group mm. um, and then in training he's, he's training like he's playing in a game so mm. if you've got someone like that setting a standard I think Scotty Parker was probably the best ever at that mm. but in training like a game it sort of rubs off on the boys and you want to be in and around it and enjoy it and if training's at a good level then you're going to hopefully take it into the Saturdays mm. yeah and Scotty Parker what was it like to play with him? Oh, it's unbelievable we were just having a chat earlier and for me it was great to, to play with him at 
possibly the peak of his career them them two or three seasons he had where he won hammer of the year and was breaking into the England team again after a, a long absence. It was fantastic, especially as a youngster. You, you look to your left, you've got Scotty Parker stood next to you, mm. kicking people, breaking up, uh, <laughs> doing his turns, yeah. and then and passing you the ball. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> doing his turns. <laughs> we yeah. used to say that, like he had one kind of standard turn where yeah, kind of pull you, you it behind him. You couldn't get near him. It was, it was brilliant. It was it's a like low centre of gravity. <laughs> but he, he's one hell of a player. He still is now. You see him last week, the way he played for Fulham was was brilliant so yeah as a youngster it was great to play alongside him mm. yeah, in fact last season he played excellent against us didn't he yeah but that, um, typical bo- was it Boxing <laughs> Day away, no yeah, it was yeah. a New Year's New Day Year's wasn't day, it yeah, yeah, New Year's Day yeah. yeah unbelievable people it annoyed me a little bit because West Ham fans were kind of giving him a bit of stick on the other team but he'd won Hammer of the Year like a bunch of times he should have gone Spurs <laughs> <laughs> but you were in the t- were, you, were the boys putting pressure on him not to go Spurs at that time yeah definitely I, I, I know we had dropped down and um he played and scored in the game at Watford yeah away, the, second like the night before, yeah, yeah we won, we won 4-0 I think yeah. and everyone was buzzing and we just think right if we keep hold of Scotty we, we could uh, have this league wrapped up by about January February <laughs> and uh, obviously he popped off to Spurs which was disappointing yeah. um, and unfortunately for him he, he didn't really sort of kick on how he was hoping to I think yeah so. Yeah, it was disappointing, but I think what he'd done for West Ham the past few seasons, he he sort of deserved to go without any. Yeah. any he trouble. does. He doesn't get much <laughs> sticks. To be fair. Nah, it's only. He gets a handful. It seems to be get well. That it seems to be getting marginally better now. I think. I mean, there was a there was a um, they released uh, information at the Olympic Stadium, the new hospitality suite. And one of them, one of the pictures had a big picture of uh, Scott Parker, Scott Parker oh, behind brilliant. the bar. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, that's that's a sign that it's getting better. Or misjudged marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, one of the cra- like kind of going back a bit further. One of the crazy periods in West Ham's history was uh, when you were first breaking into the team, and there's like the Icelandics were around, and Freddie Lundberg's coming in, Kieran Dyer, and all that kind of mob. What, I mean, what was it like? around that time was that a, a crazy period yeah it was it was great um, I was fortunate enough that I was training with the first team most days mm. from, from a young age that sort of Alan Pardew stuck me and Tompkins with a mm. with the first team pretty much straight away which was fantastic for me and then we started signing players that you mentioned yeah. you look at Freddie Lundberg what he'd done at Arsenal yeah didn't really didn't do it at West Ham <laughs> did he but um, didn't you didn't you just come great. on for him was that your first match yeah, where you it, came yeah. on for yeah, yeah, him yeah 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 um, yeah it was nice to come on for someone like him wasn't it yeah he didn't mm. come shape my own mind he was <laughs> <straight laughs> on a channel <laughs> yeah, not that old any grudges but uh, <laughs> off to his bank yeah yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um, no the the, them sort of players who signed at the time it, it was very exciting it, even the likes of Lucas Neal linked with Liverpool and then mm. next thing he's, he's turning up at West Ham so yeah. Yeah. it was great yeah amazing time quick word on Pardew obviously he, got, he had a lot of stick at Newcastle he's gone to Palace he's transformed he's beating them all at the moment yeah. it's incredible I mean um, what are your memories on Pardew oh, he, was, he was brilliant um, as I mentioned he was keen to bring the young players up as soon as he thought they were ready mm. chucked them in at the deep end mm. training with the first team every day and even little things like the the cup final uh, obviously everyone remembers it uh, me and Tom we were 17 at the time travelled with the first team stayed in the hotel oh. so we got to get a real taste of what it was like being in and around it and I think from that it just drove us on to to sort of want to try and break through and, and be part of it even more yeah well, you were, did the, did you do the pitch inspection before the game yeah we, we went out there with Kevin Keane had a kick about I think that we were getting pretty full up just before the warm up and we sort of rocked out in our West Ham gear we thought oh, I felt like a, a bit of a nugget to be fair <laughs> 
we thought, oh, we don't know whether to have a wave at people or what. <laughs> I was nervous kicking a ball about then, but it was one hell of a final, wasn't it? It's, yeah. just, uh, it's just a shame how things worked out, eh? Yeah. What was the dressing room like after the game? Were you oh, no, we weren't allowed back in afterwards. No, really? nah, we, <laughs> we got the warm-up out on the pitch, then yeah. we had to go watch it, and then uh, I, I was halfway down the motorway, I think, by the time the boys were finishing the dressing room, but it was, it was heartbreaking, wasn't it? I, I mean, being part of it, training with the boys every day on the, on the lead-up to mm. the to the FA Cup and yeah it was just uh, just a shame but it, it was great to be part of it and I was very thankful to Alan Pardew for sort of bringing me along yeah oh, and, and the following season he kind of had a fall from grace um, what ha- what happened do you think <sighs> oh, I don't know strange game football isn't yeah. it um, <sighs> I guess we had yeah. Tevez around Mascherano that's what I mean it was, it was strange when them two turned out I was playing reserve games with Mascherano I was loving it <laughs> Um, yeah, so for me what, that was great. What was he like? Like, no, like he was playing reserve games. Was he like? I can't believe it. <laughs> I play for Argentina. What's happening? I know. I think I had to skip his armband as well. So he's, uh, I bet he's thinking, who are these nuggets playing football with me? But no, it's it great to get a couple of games alongside him anyway. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And, Obviously, Tevez, brilliant, wasn't it? Eh? Yeah. What, he, what he went on to do. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when he comes back. The reception he gets. Yeah. Did, have you ever bumped into him since? Oh, well, well, I don't think he remembers me. I think I was a bit of a <laughs> bit of a nobody. So uh, <laughs> I'll probably give him a wave and get a custard pie. But <laughs> no, he's he's gone on and done some great stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, uh, is it true Mascherano got lost one day on the way to the train ground? Was up wandering around Chadwell Heath, like trying to? I didn't hear that one, but it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> the boy's English wasn't the best when they were there at the time. So, yeah. What yeah. was it like watching Hayden Mullins keep him out of the, the first team for a period? It was strange, but I, I really liked playing with Hayden yeah. and, and training with him. I thought he was good, steady, and, and obviously he, he ended up doing well towards the end of that mm. season. I remember he come in and the Spurs game done well, and then he played, didn't he? Mm. Um, so, yeah, but it's, it's strange when you look what Mascarano has gone on to do. Yeah. And, I suppose as football it's, it's opinions at the end of the yeah. day and, and people are always going to have different opinions so yeah um, and the man who replaced Alan Pardew was Alan Kerbishley uh, for a time that was the great escape um, yeah. and this by now you're getting closer to, to that first team um, what was that kind of period like, that must have been crazy yeah probably, well, for me it was probably the most frustrating time I, f- mm. I felt like I was close felt like I could do a job I was mm. travelling every week with the first team to not be on the bench so I sat there eating chocolate and <laughs> getting fat watching the boys playing yep. and uh, it just happened week after week and then I thought right I'm going to get myself out on loan and I nearly went on loan to Peterborough mm. Mark Noble got an injury so I had to stay so I was gutted ah. again and then sort of eventually broke through but that was good he's an experienced manager and, and another manager that I sort of take things away from and, mm. and try and uh, put them into my game yeah and so Zola was the one for you that kind of got you into that first team right and really kind of cemented your place I mean what was he like to play for uh, he's brilliant I, oh, I don't think the boys could quite believe it when he when he come in when he rocked yeah. into training and he was just he's a legend isn't he one yeah. of the best players ever to play in the Premier League and I don't think anyone could quite believe he was going to be coaching us and then the first day in training I've said it so many times he, we're playing a game in two touch the ball's pinged into him he's, he's Cruyffed I can't remember he nutmegged he nutmegged someone and then he dinked Rob Green from about 20 yards <laughs> And the boys just stood there in, in amazement and I think we gave him a round of applause and, and he, he apologised and was generally sorry, not, not to show off. I think he felt bad for showing us how good he was compared to the rest of us. 
And I remember when we were struggling towards the end of the season, we were trying to get him to play, but he wasn't having none of it. Uh, well, that was the rumour, actually. There was yeah, a rumour there, because we had a striker crisis, didn't yeah, we? Like, we had a big injury. He was, he was probably still the fittest man at the club. He was on his yoga and Pilates every morning. <laughs> he walking about with his eight-pack, best player in training. <laughs> the, the boys were pretty much begging him to come and play. So. <laughs> Do you think he could have done a job, like, seriously? I think level. he definitely could have done a job. I think you look at what Teddy Sheringham done towards the end of yeah. his career. He was still fantastic in the games. Yeah. And the way Zola used to train, it was it was unbelievable to watch. If, if you ask any of the other boys who were in and around mm. at the time, it, I think he must have had 15 out of the 20 lads just saying, come on, come and play. You could take my place sort of thing. <laughs> um, but as a manager, he's fantastic as well. And I think it's a bit of a shame how things ended up working out under that one. Yeah, yeah. we. I mean, he's he's... We're all very fond of him, aren't we? I think that's the thing. The, the, the criticism was that he was too much of a nice guy, that he wasn't... I mean, it was that true or was that just... I don't think so. I think the the atmosphere he created, he had, he had 20 players who had run for a brick wall for him, mm. which probably showed how we played towards the start of his first season in charge. We, we probably should have gone to Europe that year. Mm. Uh, second year, I think he would have turned it around if he was given a bit of time, but... Mm. It's unfortunately that's what the Premier League's like. There's there's so much pressure to win games and yep. and it wasn't yeah. to be. Um, but for me, he was, the, he was the best person to play under, and I know a lot of others felt the same. Mm. And that, so when that season ended and we survived, was there did, was there kind of an atmosphere like he's not going to be here next year? Did was it that was it obvious at the end of the season? I think so. I think there's a lot of talk in and around, yeah. in and around, and people sort of know what's going on and. Yeah, it was a, it was a shame, especially for the young lads who he brought through, because mm. he was the one manager who who took his time after training to not just care about his starting eleven and maybe yeah. a couple of his mm. subs. He was out there doing extras with some of the youth team boys, trying to improve them technically, because he he generally cared for their welfare and wanted to mm. to make a name in the game. Um, so yes, yeah, so for me, it's a shame West Ham let him go, but mm. it's football. People move on and. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll learn from the experience. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't well, quite he worked out. Well, he's he's got, he's just got, was it Cagliari? Yeah, he's, he's just, just been sacked again, again, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a strange one. It'd be nice to see him back in England. You never know, he might pop up at a Sunderland job, <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, we should I mean, talk about, actually. Well, the Sunderland job. <laughs> no, you're throwing, you're throwing your name, throwing your hat in the ring. I'm right? available. <laughs> it's tricky Monday to Friday. <laughs> and every other Saturday, I'm at West Ham home. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Those probably, are my terms. What do you reckon? Um, do so. I mean, I mean, the pressure of managers—it's telling Gus Poyet, like we said, one in twelve. Do, do you think Big Sam will be manager of West Ham next year? Oh, you put me on the spot. There. <laughs> um, for me, it's a bit of a strange one that nothing's been done. I know they've yeah. said they're going to wait till the end of the season, but why wouldn't they give him something now? They're signing the players yeah. up, so. I think we just have to wait and see. I mean, I mean the, the fans in the club must be grateful for what he's done. Anyway, mm. he's got them back in the Premier League, got them stable, and now they've got a, a base to really build on. Mm. But one, one thing the fans say is that he plays long ball. And I know you probably heard these chants with West Ham and I'll be playing on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Is there any truth to that? Do you, does he ever go knock it long? I think every every manager's got their own style and, and mm. how they want you to play. Zola was tippy-tappy. Yeah. Big Sam obviously wants you to be a bit more direct, mm. but I mean some of the stuff the boys were playing this season at the start of the year was was fantastic. It was, it was a pleasure yep. to go and watch. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say he wants you to play long ball all the time. He just wants you to to be direct. Mm. He says if you 
get the ball in the other end, you've got more chance of scoring up the other end. You're not going to score when you're on the edge of your 18-yard box, which mm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, if it was up to you, do you think it, it, the time is right for a change, or would you would you keep Big Sam in there? I think for what he's done the last couple of years, I think give him a chance. Mm. See how he goes. You got was it another year to go into the Olympic mm. Stadium? I, I think what the club are going to do between now and then is going to be exciting. Yeah. Player wise, just see what they do manager wise, really. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. <laughs> well, you, you know my thoughts on it. Go on, why? If I <laughs> well, I think he should stay. Yeah, I've always said this all along. Mm. I think it, we've had a terrible run of matches against all the top teams the majority of which other than Chelsea away and Arsenal away mm. we've played really well mm. you know and we haven't played so well against the lower teams like the West Broms yeah. and the mm. Palaces mm. unfortunately but I think he's going to be ju- he should be judged on, from here on in mm. in a way because we've got a lot of winnable matches mm. and these are the matches we should be winning coming up yeah. so starting with Sunderland and I know I've just changed the manager <laughs> yeah. but we should get a result really so, and then yeah. you know if we have a really poor end of season he's got no excuses in a way he's fighting for his job mm. and I, re- I really hope we go on a lovely little run there and get another kind of 15 points Yeah, because I'd love to see I'd love to see him stay yeah, I've said it <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> well, uh, well Jack Sunderland at home uh, at, at the weekend but what are your thoughts is it is it tougher to play a team who've just sacked their manager yeah we're, we're having a conversation earlier it seems to have and whenever a new manager goes in the, the team <laughs> yeah. seems to all raise their game and, and go out there to try and prove a point mm. I think everyone's starting off with a f- uh, clean slate yeah. so there's a lot of players out there playing for their futures and playing for their next manager so it's going to be a tricky game I think yeah definitely so how annoying it is annoying <laughs> <laughs> but Pulis has already signed elsewhere yeah. so we haven't got that him him yeah. like a spectre hanging over us <laughs> <laughs> is there any opposition managers Jack that you really didn't really didn't like but it's Pulis what about Pulis for example we don't like him as, <laughs> does he get a bit of stick does he well, I sit like... on the fence a lot <laughs> <laughs> I, I, quite, I quite enjoy his hat I think he looks, <laughs> he looks brilliant doesn't he's he he's a proper <laughs> little pikey <laughs> I better be, I gotta be careful what I say because I'm gonna be asking for one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you don't have to answer Jack, that. Yeah. <laughs> Jack likes every manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think the atmosphere is gonna be like in the dressing room, Jack? At the moment, uh, one one in twelve. Like, do you think they're they're really positive about it? Or? Yeah, I think they're gonna be desperate to turn it around. Mm. Um, unfortunate runner games, unfortunate runner results, but mm. there's only one way to to do it. You got to win on Saturday and. Mm. You can't ask for a, a better fixture than Sunderland, really. I know they're going to have a new manager, but mm. you'd fancy yourselves to beat them, really, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, let's get a prediction for the score, then. James first. Uh, I think we'll win 2-0. 2-0. Jack? Yeah, I was going to say 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, right. definitely. I'll go 5-3. Oh, <laughs> get good odds <laughs> on that, wouldn't you, I think? <laughs> I predicted 8-1 win against Arsenal. Um, I was a little bit out. <laughs> and then just Jack, the rest of the season, how do you think we're going to perform? Do you think we're going to stay in the top half? Do you think we're going to see, like, fall a bit down? What do you reckon? Yeah, there's a, f- a few teams below picking up now. Yeah. Yeah, Palace, yeah, yeah, Palace are flying. I, I think uh, Pardew mentioned it on yeah. the weekend in his interview that West Ham were within striking distance. Um, oh. but I, th- I think <laughs> it's trying to wind me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be working hard. Yeah. They're, they're not going to want to let a season sort of die on mm. a, on end on a bad note. The way they yeah. started, yeah. everyone was thinking, oh, maybe we could nick into yeah. Europe this year. So I think they're going to be working hard and. Take each game as it comes. I know it's a cliche, but yeah. got to start winning Sunderland. Yeah, and is it Leicester next? So yeah, good opportunity to get a few more points on the board. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, Sunderland, Leicester, Stoke. 
Oh, God, then an easy win game. against Man City. Yeah. If Burnley can do it. Yeah, we, I mean, they're essentially all winnable. Yeah, I know. How many have we got? Three, three, six, so what are we looking at? Champions League, that's what you're saying? 27 points. 27 points. points. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Take that I'll take are. 24. Yeah. Can you imagine if we got... <laughs> people would still, someone would still find something negative about only having 27 points. Well, someone would go, well, we should have had... 30 and it's well that's not actually possible yeah (laughs) but we would say like we're putting a good run together Jack this time last year I think we'd just come off a really good run of like four wins and then we're off to Dubai I mean a quick word on that Dubai trip how how many lagers do you think (laughs) yeah it's uh, it's um, no it's a good trip I think the boys need it to to let off a bit of steam Um, Mm. they're still training out there still still doing their bits and and Mm. working hard but it gives you the opportunity a bit of team bonding you might get a get a night out or couple of afternoons on the beach or something which is yeah. uh, good for team spirit yeah. yeah Nolan looked nicely tanned well but we noticed this yeah he, ca- he catches <laughs> browner uh, than everyone <laughs> and Neil McDonald as well I thought he had a bit of a he had a bit of a tan in the interviews on Saturday didn't he's he? a northerners isn't it yeah. it's a bit of sun they're out there oh, no, in their pants <laughs> um, no I'm I'm all for it they'll be yeah. great why no, not think, yeah. it's funny people criticise everything don't they but why not they work hard mm. do you get like there's a, there's a Dubai Hammer supporters group do you ever see them knocking about Oh, is there really? Yeah, did you ever see him like hanging Me personally, no, I haven't seen him, but mm. uh, I think there was a few come down to training yeah. the, the year before when we went, so yeah, yeah I'm sure there was a couple out there watching the boys train this year. Yeah. Well, speaking of training, you've uh, recently put on Twitter that you're working your cock off. <laughs> your <laughs> words. Didn't know I could say them. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> um, how's it going? How's the training going? Yeah, I've, uh, I have been working very hard. Um, I've had my fair share of injuries, so I'm, I'm mm. quite experienced now of sort of knowing my body and and trying to listen to it a bit more i I Mm. think at 20 years old i wasn't in the position to to be a bit more selfish and Mm. and take the extra time but uh, i've had a few offers to go back into it between now and the end of the season but i've sort of looked at it and thought it's not really worth pushing it i'm gonna use the extra couple of months to get myself right come Mm. pre-season come july hopefully i'll be flying be stronger than ever and and look to to get somewhere then yeah, what and what sort of? I mean, where have the offers come from? Is it all English clubs or? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, I was well. It'd be nice to get out to America at the moment, wouldn't it? I think. I know, it's, right? It's right. <laughs> I was watching the MLS yesterday, thinking, oh, I could have a bit of that." Um, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, hopefully in July, I'm, I'm sure teams are going to sit down and look at what they've got and where they are. And, Hopefully there's a space for me somewhere, so I'll definitely be ready. So I'll just be waiting. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, we'd love to see you back. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, also in terms of holiday plans, I know uh, Andy Carroll, uh, Carlton Cole, and all that went to Las Vegas last year. Uh, you and Tompkins, Benadorm, or yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah, de- <laughs> depends. Hopefully, a pay for me now. He's got his new contract. That'd be nice. Hand in your pocket. Yeah, I was just saying earlier, be a bit unfortunate. I'll, I'll be working my hardest come come sort of June time. So if I am going to go away, it'll probably be over the next next month or so. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Anywhere, anywhere in particular. Yeah, no, yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hey, it's a bit, a bit warm for me out there, so we'll, we'll see how Stay it goes. Stay in Trevor Sinclair's house out there. <laughs> yeah, has he got one out there? Yeah, on, on the palm. Oh, the story is that the, the, the team is, were given one with the, yeah. the England squad. Uh, Debbie Beckham was Did off at a house. Ask him this, whether it's true or yeah, not. Yeah, we said asked it's him. true. He said in, it's, in the Secret Footballer, the book, The Secret Footballer, he wrote that when Beckham got at a World Cup in 2002, was, wasn't it? was offered a luxury villa on the Palm in Dubai and he said, I'll, I'll accept it if, you, if there's one for every member of the England squad. That's they brilliant. all got them. Trevor Sinclair is the only one who still lives in his. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. I'll be out there. 
I wonder if he's got room in his garage for me. Well, he's back now, isn't he? Yeah. He's doing a lot of punditry. Yeah, well, you know, we launched Since he's on the podcast. He came on the podcast and he's been on Match of the Day too. since so, Jack, this uh, is probably the yeah, start no, of... Yeah, no, I'm looking for a bit of work, actually, in the next couple of months. So, oh, uh, hey. if it comes out, give us a shout, yeah. anyway. Oh, <laughs> you've got a TV bigwig beside you now. Sort him out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, any chance. Yeah, more, <laughs> more of a face for radio, I think. <laughs> but, uh... Celebrity juice. <laughs> Keith Lemon attack you. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Well, Jack, thank you very much for your contribution today. Wicked to have you in the yeah, studio. Yeah, it's been amazing. No, thanks for having us, fellas. Anyway, it's been enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. And that <laughs> level of insight we've never had. Yeah. And so talk, talk us through if you want to get involved in the soccer schools. Yeah. Right. Give us a website. Get yourself online. Um, JackCollisonSoccerSchool.com. Easy to remember. We're on Twitter. Uh, Jack Collison Soccer School, and we're on Facebook. So go on there. Get involved. Lots of courses over the Easter half term. So especially the parents, drop your kids off. Come pick them up later in the day. So lovely. Yeah. Days. Yeah. So, and it's in Chelmsford yeah Chelmsford and Shenfield are in the uh, Essex ones any any Bedfordshire Hammers we're, we're over at Robert Bloomfield School and the same in Peterborough as well so uh, yeah we're looking to, to really go for it it'd be, be nice to get one in Dubai wouldn't it I think yeah. <laughs> at Trevor Sinclair's garden yeah <laughs> that's the plan uh, and you're on Twitter Jack right yes I am now yeah back in the game after a long layoff so I've, I've been back on the last few months why did you come off it because you got abuse None of the fans are normally quite fair on mm. me, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah, come off, fancy the break, and I thought, right, get myself back in the game. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, so it's, it's good fun. I like, yeah, Coley's brilliant, isn't Coley it? Coley got, got the fight, <laughs> 20 grand fight, was he? <laughs> he's, uh, he's great, man. I think the fans should all club together and pay his fight. Yeah. Him, <laughs> he's, uh, he's good value, I think, on Yeah, he's good. We love him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now, now you're kind of having this period out of contract, you could happily tell everyone to F off. Yeah, I could get a bit controversial, actually. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a think about that one. <laughs> uh, what is your Twitter? Uh, Jack, just J Collison31, it is, yeah. So, uh, yeah, J Collison31, so have a little look. Beautiful, <laughs> there we go. James is on Twitter. Long as one. Thank you very much for your contributions today. Pleasure. <laughs> Why did that sound sarcastic? <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> my general tone. Uh, you can say the various ways you can get in touch with the show. Podcast at KMB.com. You can also go on the Knees of Mother Brown forum, the Knees of Mother Brown Facebook group. Follow myself, Chris, on Twitter, CJ Skull, Skull with a C. And you can subscribe follow... Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. And the editor of Knees of Mother Brown is uh, KUMBDOTCOM on Twitter. Excellent. Thank you very much, Jack. Like I say, what pleasure. Thank you for all the great memories down the years and hopefully <laughs> come we're back. witnessing many more, just yeah. not against us. Yeah, it'd be nice. I'll do a few months elsewhere then come back to West Ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Excellent. We'll speak to you after the Sunderland game. Come on, your irons. In the meantime, come on, your irons. <laughs>